the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy, and my very special guest today is my very favorite listener. This is listener Bev from California. Actually, um, hi, everybody. I'm actually participant Bev from California today. Well, co-host Bev from California. There you go. Yeah, That's uh, what I this am. Is my, uh, if you have not figured this out yet, listener Bev from California is my wife, and uh, she's here to uh, do me a favor today and uh, 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 stand in as my guest co-host for the day. And uh, we're really super excited about it. We've got um, uh, some things to talk about. It's Christmas time, and uh, I, I stopped her from decorating for Christmas so that we could do the show because I said, oh my gosh, I got to have a show. Uh, we got to record something now, and I've got to get to the prison. And I know that you don't want to stay up late for me tonight uh, getting home from the prison to record a show. So uh, we're going to put the decorations on hold. That's right. Yeah. So, anyhow, um, we are uh, all over the place on social media. So I'm going to try to get some of that out of the way uh, right off the bat. The first place I want to point you to is our Facebook page, which is, uh, if you search for Mess It Up Podcast, uh, Messed Up Ministries, you'll find us on most social media outlets. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and uh, we also have a a subreddit on reddit.com where you can go and uh, look at things and and, uh, talk about different uh, topics relating to recovery and um, just life. Uh, but anyhow, check out Messed Up Ministries on uh, on Reddit. Uh, it's reddit.com slash messed up ministries and join the conversation because if nobody joins the conversation, it's just me yelling into an empty room, which is basically what I'm doing on the podcast also. So I, I need to have other voices to keep me going, keep me encouraged. So please check that out. Uh, let me know what you think. If you like it, keep on going. If you don't like it, let me know what you don't like about it so I can fix it. Because if I'm doing stuff that people hate, no one's going to go look at it. It's just a a waste of everyone's time. So please um, uh, check those things out for me. That'd be great. You can email email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. I got a great email from a listener who heard uh, about the podcast on our, our friend's podcast, The Unashamed Unafraid. And uh, so check out Unafraid, Unashamed podcast, Unashamed, Unafraid podcast. I always get those mixed up. Uh, Use those two words. Search for it. uh, You'll find it. Um, And uh, that's uh, that's an awesome thing as well. There's lots of podcasts out there doing uh, similar things, talking about issues. Um, Castamonia podcast is another one that uh, that I recommend highly. Uh, So check those things out and uh, just keep it in the community. Let us know what you think. Drop me a line just to say Merry Christmas or something like that. It's always fun to hear from listeners. Uh, we also have a, uh, a a way that you can sponsor the show. Here's the deal about the show. It costs money to put these things on. It really does. And um, all the work that I do is volunteer work. So uh, the budget is, uh, is pretty stretched with our prison ministry that we do because we drive... Uh, several hundred miles a week uh, doing prison ministry and all of that is unpaid volunteer ministry work as well so we love to have ways to uh, help make ends meet so if you would consider sponsoring the show and becoming what we call a patron uh, you can go to messituppodcast.com and click on the become a patron button on there or you can go to patreon.com slash messituppodcast 
and uh, look for us and become a, a sponsor of the show financially. You can get in. We've got lots of different levels of doing it, but you can get in for as little as $1 a month. And you might think, well, that's just nothing. Honestly, people, if, if 200 of you out there sponsor $1 a month, that's $200 a month, and that covers almost all my gas going back and forth uh, to the prison for a couple of weeks. And um, every little bit helps. And then we have uh, other sponsors who are sponsoring us uh, for uh, at our highest level, which is $25 a month. One person even sponsors a double sponsor at uh, at the 25, and we really appreciate that. It also helps to pay for the uh, the web hosting and the uh, the bandwidth for the podcast to stream this thing and have it available for you. So um, we could use the help. So please consider uh, becoming a patron for us. And we would really, really love uh, hearing from you on that. Uh, so I think that's most of the, I, I guess, I, did I give the email address? Uh, uh, Bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. Uh, you can also email uh, Christina at uh, bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. She's uh, still on sabbatical and will be for a little while, but um, that doesn't mean that she doesn't want to hear from you and uh, that you can't be a blessing in her life with some email as well. So please do that. And I think we've got the bookkeeping out of the way. Intern Dave. Oh, gosh. Intern Dave. We heard from Intern Dave last week. Intern Dave is at info at messituppodcast.com. So, uh, uh, send him a little thing. Let him know what you thought about him on the uh, show. It was really fun having him on there. Uh, I really enjoyed having him, and, and he'll be coming back to do some more shows. I will actually be going to visit Intern Dave in February, and I'll probably bring my recording rig and uh, record a show with him there. So uh, something else to look forward to. Um, we have a word of the week this week. And what is it? This this word of the week is an interesting one. I I um, I like to play games on my iPad, and there's one that I play called Puzzle Page every day. And sometimes it gives you uh, a word and a definition. And so the word today was bruxism. And it's B-R-U-X-I-S-M, bruxism. And I was like, what on earth does that mean? Well, it turns out that intern Dave's lovely wife, our daughter Heather, knows because it's a dental term, and it's grinding of your teeth. It's called bruxism. And uh, so... uh, there you go. That's your word of the week. If you can use that word of the week in a sentence, uh, feel free to uh, do that, and you get bonus points. Keep track of your own bonus points, and um, let us know how you do with that. Uh, I think that's everything. I think so. All right. Well, let's just jump right on in then. Uh, this week in the prison, I've been doing um, testimonies with my guys in CR Inside. So CR Inside is like Celebrate Recovery on the streets, except for we're uh, behind bars. So things run a little bit differently. We can't, um, we don't have as much openness, as much time to do things. But I, I, I ran my guys through their first step study, and it's the first step study that we've completed there at the prison. And I uh, wanted them to write a testimony. So we've been in the process now of sharing testimonies with our inmates. And one of the guys this last Saturday said something that really struck me. And he said, if you don't know the promises of God, how will you know what you're entitled to? And I was like, wow, that is, that's something to think about. And I've been, I've been mulling that over and gnawing on that since Saturday. And it made me wonder if I know what the promises of God are. And uh, what I see, because I've used that phrase, uh, you know, we stand on the promises of God. 
And it, it, sometimes I think I can I can get into Christianese and just start throwing around you know slogans and 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 uh, catchphrases buzzwords. And it, it just made me stop and think, what are the promises of God that I'm living on? And what is it that I'm entitled to based on what God tells me? And so I just wanted to throw that question out uh, to the listeners, to you listeners. Please email me uh, or put on Facebook uh, your, your thoughts about these promises of God as we talk about it. But uh, Bev, do you have any, any thoughts initially about you know promises of God? I was thinking that the promises of God... Um your initial comment from the the inmate, um, it could work two ways for me. One, not knowing the promises of God, but the other part would be not accepting or believing the promises of God. Mm. And I think that both of them would maybe could end up the same way, you know, not not living the abundant life that we're promised. Were, were you were you still saying more there? Or? I, well, you know, I think that there's many things that can happen because we either don't believe the promises or, you know, or accept them or know them. And so I think that's where when we talk about the promises that he gives us, um, it... it I don't know. I can't finish my sentence. <laughs> it, well, you know, there, there are a lot of promises that we read in the Bible, and, and you can do a quick Google search and come up with a lot of them. But, but I think for me it's important to know what a relationship is built on. And, and, and I think with God it's a relationship. With Christ it's a relationship. It's not just a, um, it's not, it's not a, a contract or a job. It's a relationship that I have with Christ. And I'm, I, I'm in a relationship with a lot of people. I'm in a relationship with you, Bev. And I know that you've made promises to me and about me that I know I can count on. You've promised that you will stand by me through everything, thick and thin and, and sickness and health. And, and I found that to be true. You know, that your, your, your actions have backed up those promises in my life. I don't question that that's a promise, and I know that I can uh, expect that, and that I'm entitled to your love, to your friendship, to your devotion, and uh, so I, I look at you know what God has for us in in our Bible, and you know in in the uh, parlance at the prison, um, and that's a word of the week from uh, the other day. Uh, we we talk about the Bible as our authority. People say, "Where's your authority?" And that's our way of saying, "Do you have your Bible with you?" Uh, that's our authority there at the, at the prison. And so there's many, many things written in uh, the Bible that God promises us. You know, we read about promises that he made to, to Abraham and uh, whatnot. But uh, just, you know, in Exodus 14, 14, it says, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Um, uh those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll roar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Uh, there's so, so many of these uh, these things. Submit yourself to the God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There's just so many of these promises in the Bible 
And um, I guess for me, it can be real easy to just gloss over them. Yeah, I, as I was listening to you list some of those there, I was realizing that the promises of God can be what he will do for us. But in addition to that, it can be the qualities that we get to partner in with God as in the fruits of the Spirit. And I'm going to take a tiny little issue over your S. Yes. It's the fruit of fruit the Spirit. Of the Spirit. I started yeah. to say that, and then yeah. it's like, wait a minute, which that's, way is it? That's something that's become it, apparent to me uh, just this last year, and it's I, I hate to be that nitpicky guy. No, but, that's okay. But when I, I used to say it as fruits, and I thought, okay, well, I'll take this one. But it's yeah. it's a fruit salad. It's, it's yeah, all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so just, you know, the love, the peace, the long-suffering, the, you know, the joy, um, all of those things are promised to us. And it's not like it takes a lifetime to accrue those. They're given to us all, as you say, in one chunk. Um, but, but I do believe that, and I know we want to talk more about some of those promises and what they are and personally, but I also want to say one of the reasons why I have a hard time believing the promises of God at times are because the word promise can get watered down so much. And I know it's been watered down in my life where I've made promises that I didn't keep. And I've been the recipient of people who have um, promised me things that they didn't keep. And so it seems logical that, although not fair, that maybe God would not keep his promises. Um, yeah, and so. I mean, when when someone does make a promise to us and they don't keep it, they we don't find them to be uh, believable, mm-hmm. uh, trustworthy, trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, how does that make you feel? Yeah, let down, disappointed, fearful, um, untrusting, as you say. I, it doesn't make me want to put myself out there again. Yeah, um, or definitely alone. A lot less likely, mm-hmm. um, and and depending on the 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 closeness of the relationship, I might I might go back in and get burnt by that stove a couple of times before I say I'm just staying away from that stove. But you know, a, a person that I have a very minimal relationship with, a, a broken trust can break the relationship pretty quickly. Uh, a family member, I'm more apt to um, allow that trust to be broken several times before I you know, air quotes now, give up, uh, on them. But, um, it's certainly, I think the, the, the depth of the relationship will, um, affect how long I'll continue in, in that, um, unhealthy place. Right. I was thinking too, that one of the contributing factors to, uh, a lack of trust in God's promises is that we are in living in a crazy world that's just filled with sin. And, um, I don't want to be all doomsday, but it is hard. It's very difficult. So in this case, in order to experience the promises of God, we have to live on the faith side rather than the seeing side. And because I don't always see evidence of the promise that God has given me, um, it leaves me questioning. Uh, there is that part where the time factor gets entered in. It's like, Lord, you're not working fast enough for me. You know, are you really going to follow through on this promise? So that's just a couple of things that can be 
holes that I can step in and can trip me up. Yeah. And, and when you said that, that I don't see evidence, it's, uh, my first thought was, what does the evidence look like? What evidence am I looking for? Is it that I don't see any evidence or that I, I, I don't see the evidence that I want to see. And, and I go in with a, um, an opinion bias that I'm only looking for, uh, you know, this confirmation bias, like where if I see this and it's one of those things like, all right, God, if, uh, if, if you want me to eat this donut, you'll, uh, you won't make it disappear kind of, of thing where I'm, I'm putting these tests and these, these Paul limits on a situation because that's what Paul understands or even more dangerously, that's what Paul wants. Mm. Uh, I think, I think I, I fail in both areas. Sometimes I'm, I'm looking for the confirmation that I want because that's what feels good to me or comfortable or desirable to me. But sometimes I'm so small minded that I can't see what that end picture is. Uh, similarly to recovery where we talk about, you know, the alcohol isn't the problem it's the symptom of the problem yes. and and if all we do is stop the drinking of the alcohol but we don't stop those feelings emotions thought patterns the destructive behaviors character defects that brought us to want to cover it up with alcohol we're just going to turn to something else and uh, so it's not enough to just and that's why i don't believe in the one-step process where like well god stop me from drinking alcohol that very day and i haven't touched a drop since well amen brother or sister but there was a problem behind the alcohol that that still is there to be dealt with. Um, and that's why I, I love my 12 steps so much and, mm-hmm. and going over and over and over and through them. Yeah. Yeah. You um, started that, uh, that comment about Ten years ago. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> I was trying to hold on to that and I wasn't doing a very good job because I was moving along with you as you moved along. But um, you said something about, uh, do we sometimes, not see the promises of God because we don't get what we ask for or what we want. I, I absolutely think that that's tied together. Um, one of the inmates last week when I was at the prison was mentioning about prayer journaling and how important it was in his life to prayer journal. And I have to tell you, I don't do that all the time. I have done it. And it is remarkable, but I, I'm not doing it now, and I, I really should get back to that, that practice. But his point was, if we you know, get up from our knees and we haven't jotted down what our prayer request was or just our praise, you know, our praise written down, then what ends up happening is we, get, we receive what it was that we needed and then immediately forget we walk yeah. right away and forget it. And um, and then also, there's another side to that, and that is if we are not answered the way we want to be answered, we can walk away disappointed, um, let down, um, or maybe completely miss it. Because I know that there's been things that I've asked for that God did not give me, and thank God he did not, because I can see now that it would not have been a good thing for me. Right. So, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, if I, you think about a little kid who wants something and they just keep pestering and asking, hoping they'll break you down or, or asking in a different way. And, and I can do that as well when I'm, when I'm looking at that. Um, well, if you've got a famous, a famous, a favorite promise of God, I'd love for you to send it into the email or put it on uh, Facebook or maybe a picture, uh, or a post on Instagram or Twitter, um, with uh, the hashtag God's promise. And, um, 
I would love to uh, to look for those. Uh, that would be just absolutely outstanding. Another promise that we have is a promise that's written about in a song here by Matthew West. And this is going to be our song of the week that was uh, suggested uh, by my lovely uh, wife, Bev. This is called The God Who Stays. This is by Matthew West. Give it a listen. We'll be back on the other side to tell you our thoughts and to uh, talk a little bit more about God's promises. You're the God who stays. You're the one who runs in my direction. When the whole world walks away, you're the God who stands with wide open arms. And you tell me nothing I have ever done could separate my heart from the God who stays. I used to hide every time I thought I let you down. Always thought I had to earn my way. But I'm learning you don't work that way Cause somehow you don't see me like I do Somehow you're still here You're the God who stays You're the God who stays You're the one who runs in my direction When the whole world walks away You're the God who stands With a wide Well, I hope you like that song. I really uh, enjoy Matthew West a lot, and that certainly is a song that's a, a good one. The thing that really sticks out to me is uh, right at the beginning where he talks about because um, I feel just like a lost cause and because I feel like I'm beyond repair, but somehow you don't see me like I do. Somehow you're still here. You're the God who stays, which is just a wonderful promise. Like we were talking mm -hmm, about those promises, mm -hmm. just another wonderful promise of God. Um, and, and that just really sticks out to me that, that idea, because how often I feel or have felt those same kind of defeatist, um, beliefs. Yes. Um, I remember when I was a teenager and I heard someone say that, you know, we have to live by faith, not by feelings because our feelings will always, you know, um, leave us wanting more. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first thought that hit me too. in that very first line comparing how God sees us and how we see us. Um, and I, I know I've fallen into that trap, but I, I can say this, the very first time I heard this song, the line that completely jumped out and grabbed me was you're the God who stands with wide open arms. Mm. And, um, and maybe I'm just hyper sensitive right now because I just came back from Nashville from visiting my parents for three weeks who are, uh, you know, getting way up there in years. And um, as I was leaving, you know, my daddy just grabbed me with his arms and just wrapped me in his arms and was kissing me on the cheek. And, and I think that that's how God feels about me. Oh yeah. You know, it just, uh, Absolutely. there's not and a better too. feeling. Yeah. There's not, yeah. yeah, not a better feeling. I know that you and I hug often and, um, it's just a secure place to be. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that that's emotional. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It's just yeah. so raw right now. Yeah. Uh, the other point that that I um, the other point that I bring up is that when he lists the things that will not will not separate us, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there, there was guilt, shame, my past, my scars, my failures, no enemy, my sin, my sin, the power of hell. And then right after that, he says, God stays, yeah. he stays. We live in a world where nobody stays. Yeah. Yeah. That, that idea of separating too, mm-hmm. that you can't separate. Um, we talked in Toomey last week, uh, at the prison about the coming kingdom of God being a violent thing. Oh yeah. And, and because we cling to sin and we have to be violently separated, it, it takes action and power and probably violence and pain to separate us, to pry us off of that post that we're clinging to in a storm that's sin. And God's like, no, 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 let me get you away from there. I, I, I remember wanting a kid on a, a hike one time when I was teaching, wanting the kid to, to reach up to my hand and that I would help them up. And they couldn't let go of where they were, where they were trapped, where they didn't want to be on this rock and it's, you know, that was scary to them. And I was like, if you give me your hand, I can pull you to safety, yes. but you've got to let go of that sin that you're holding on to, yes. to grab God's hand. And that can be so terrifying because in our own mind, that kid couldn't see what I could see that I could get him if he would let go, but I couldn't get him if he didn't. And all he could see was if I let go, I will fall. Yes. And, and, and that's me so often. I think too, um, I mean, I look at you and I, and we've been married 25 years, and I look at my parents who've been married 73. There's no way you can rip us apart, Mm -hmm. you know, and that it would not be a major catastrophe, you know, and my parents too. And so in thinking about that, though, the hardest thing for me to tear myself away from is me. Mm. So to let myself go and that's a, that's just a whole podcast in itself right there. Um, it would take a long time to think about that. And I think it's harder for me to conceive of the idea of letting go of me than letting go of things. So can you say some more about that just to kind of clarify that? Because I have, I have thoughts of where you might be going with that, but I want to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm tracking with your thoughts. I'm just making sure that I'm staying on the topic and that's what I'm not, not no, sure no, no, that no, no, I no, no, am. No. no, this is, this is a shotgun <laughs> yeah, approach to yeah. podcasting. And we, we yeah. talked, I asked before Bev started, I said, do you want to know what we're talking about or just throw it out there? And, and she said, well, I want to know a little bit, but I like, you know, the thing that's compelling is the conversation. I have no trouble believing that uh, when I was saved, that's a once in a lifetime thing that Jesus came into my heart and that that's good. Um, but it is harder for me to walk in the freedom that's promised to me when I tend to forget that I need to die to myself every single day right. and many times a day. It can't be once. Yeah. And, um, so that's where I say I have this difficulty separating myself and letting go. What does that look like dying to yourself? What, I mean, can you share something that you might need to die from 
on a, a, a daily basis. I mean, it's, it's easy, I think, for us to look at the big major things that we need to die from. Uh, but, but can you, can you dial that in and give us more of a, a microscope view than a, a telescope? On a really small scale, I'll give you a, an example of a really small kind of dying well, to this, itself. This is magnifying, so it's going to be <laughs> Hey, there you go. <laughs> Huger, I said. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you did say that, didn't you? The man with all the words. Mr. Word. Coming up with Huger. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the word of the week next sure, week. Sure, Hugerist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in that. I try every day to spend time in God's word. And yet there are days that either I'm not feeling it or I tend to do everything else that is on my checkoff list because I am one of those people that feels like I have to check every box by the end of the day. And I will put off that the privilege of being able to sit down and read God's word. When I have a conversation with myself And I hear God whispering in my ear, Bev, remember, you want to put me first? And I put down my iPad or my phone or the dishes that need to be done or the laundry that's buzzing at me to get out of the dryer. Mm -hmm. And I say, okay, Lord, here we go. Um, That's where I feel like dying to myself is important. It's doing what I think God would have me do or have me experience versus the easy road and, you know, just meeting my, my wants rather than my needs. And then another example, did you want to say something no, there? Cause I can, I can wait. My podcast, I'll interrupt anytime I want. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> um, anyway, on a big scale, that would be recently, uh, uh dealing with our son in, um, coming to the recognition that I personally was standing in God's way of his future and uh, in the walk that God has for him, but trying to keep him here with us and just finally saying, okay, Lord, you know what? I can't, I can't see it. I don't want to feel it. This is just too painful, but I do know that you've told me that this is what I need to do. And so I'm stepping out on obedience, obedience rather than feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I, when you say that, I, I just keep hearing, uh, step three, mm-hmm. you know, turning my life and will over to the care of God. And that's where I, where I get my me is when I, I think, okay, I know that you've done some cool things here, God. However, if you think about it, I'm pretty good at this stuff and watch me and I take it back from him. Yeah. And, um, inevitably, uh, bring error into the equation might not be abject failure, but, uh, there's some, some deviance from the original plan that is not, um, ideal. And, and it, it, and that happens. I, I, I would hesitate to say how frequently because, um, as soon as I identify a frequency, I'll find, nope, it's even more than that. <laughs> so it's, yes. it's definitely a lot that I get in my own way of those promises, my, my desire, my pride, my, my want. Um, and, and my, I always come back to pride because it's my pride. I think that if I want it, God doesn't want me to have it. I think I know better than God. That's pride. Uh, and I, I think that there's probably two sides to some of the promises. For example, I want the promises where I have comfort, I have peace, where life is good. Those are good ones. You know, right. Mm-hmm. 
I don't really particularly like the promises where Jesus says you'll be persecuted. The world will, you know, count the cost before you follow me because the world is going to hate you. And if they hated me, they definitely will hate you because you follow me. So sometimes promises can be hard to accept. And then other times they're like, yes, Lord, bring it on. I want this promise, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I think too, we, I referenced earlier the, the visit with my parents. Um, one of the promises that kept coming just through my head and through my spirit the whole time that I was in Nashville was the fact that as my parents are aging, um, I, I don't have guarantees now on when I get to see them again. And, um, so I was thinking, and I was thinking and thanking God for his goodness in not only promising eternal life, because we all have eternal life somewhere, but promising eternal life in heaven with him. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, as I was saying, uh, goodbye, so long, see you later, I, I said to them, you know, and my dad always says, I don't know if I'll see you here. I'll see you up there, you know, looking up toward the ceiling, not the ceiling, but up toward yeah, heaven. Right, right. <laughs> he won't see me on the roof, you know? Um, but you know, I was saying it won't be long. It will not be long. It'll be a blinking of an eye and we'll all be together again. So there's tremendous comfort in that, mm-hmm. tremendous comfort. And I don't want to be all, you know, what's the word? I mean, that's not what we like to think about. It's it's hard when you think about the passing of loved ones, but um, it's inevitable and it will be here. So, right. so anyway. Yeah, well... Um... I think that's a, a lot to to think about and and um, and digest, and uh, you know I, I'm 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 thankful that God gives those promises, and I'm thankful for those relationships and the relationship that I have with God because um, the the promises are the promises that God gives us are not it's not warnings it's uh this is what I want for you. This is this is how I want to bless you. And and we get these blessings that we don't I mean, I look at a blessing and it might not be something huge to anybody else, but this is something that I wouldn't have done. I'm I'm getting a drink for my tea and then I put it down and you can't hear it because my wife gave me an a uh, a uh, uh, coaster so I didn't mess up the table, but then she put a little tea towel over top of it so it doesn't make noise. And <laughs> That's just, you know, when she said she'd be with me and, and, and care for me, that's just something that she, I never knew that that's what she was going to do. And she didn't know when we stood on that altar almost 25 years ago that that was a thing. But this is just part of that deal because of the relationship. And I'm just so thankful for that. Well, yes, I, um, when you were saying that, and I look at the analogy of our lives together, you know, I can't really say that when I sit at the altar and married you that I realized how hard it could be. I mean, because we've had to walk through hard stuff together. I'm going to say that if you knew, you didn't let on. Well, and I would have married you anyway, just because I love you that much. But the thought was that God's promises prove to me 
that God loves me. Yeah. It proves to me because he could have done it however he wanted. And if he chose not to leave those promises with us and just like, you know what, you'll figure it out. No, not only did he give us his promises as a gift, but he gave us Jesus and showed us how he showed us how to walk in those promises. Yes. Um, so, and I'm, I'm going to say that, um, as, as we wrap this up, I'm going to encourage everybody to go out and get some pudding because I say the proof is in the pudding. So I hereby encourage you to eat pudding this week. Um, we're going to kind of wrap it up there. I really appreciate you being on with us here, Bev, and uh, we will be hearing from you uh, in the weeks to come, I'm sure. Uh, just some reminders about uh, how to get a hold of us here at the podcast. Uh, Bowtie Guy at MessItUpPodcast.com is my email address. You can email me there. You can email intern Dave at info at MessItUpPodcast.com and let him know if you've got suggestions of topics for us to discuss. If you want to be on the show, listen, people, I always ask for stories. And we say, you know, the, the premise of the show was we take a mess and turn it into a message. You people have messes. I need those messes to be on the podcast. And so it's as simple as a, a Skype call or a FaceTime call and uh, getting connected. And uh, if you've got uh, some sort of internet device and internet and electricity, we can get you on and, and people need to hear your story. If you don't share your story, you're being greedy, you've been selfish, you're not helping someone else out that needs your help. So please uh, share your story. So send us emails at those two email addresses. Uh, you can get a hold of Biker Chick at bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. We are on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Mess It Up or Mess It Up Podcast. Uh, don't forget the Reddit site. And please uh, take some time, wherever you're listening to this, write a review for us. Uh, give us a rating because that really brings in new listeners to the show and helps more people uh, benefit from it. And uh, it would be such a huge blessing to have more people join us on our Patreon. Uh, we're going to be getting some uh, some Patreon-only content out for our, our patrons uh, as well. So you get some uh, cool stuff. We give you some some swags. And we got t-shirts and, and towels and stickers and that kind of thing that we give to our patrons as well. So check that out on the messituppodcast.com website. Click on become a patron and uh, I will um, uh, be be looking forward to uh, to those patrons uh, joining us. Yes, and I just wanted to say, Christina, I love and miss you on the show. So biker chick, you're missed. Yeah, get back on your bike and ride on down. Uh, we will be doing our Christmas show next week. Uh, so uh, look forward to that. If you've got some Christmas traditions, uh, I want to talk about Christmas traditions next week on the show. So please email or text or not text. Uh, I didn't give you my number, uh, but, uh, <laughs> it, but put on Twitter, uh, tweet, I guess they call that. Put on Facebook your um, uh, Christmas traditions and we'll, uh, we'll be talking about Christmas traditions next week. Probably have some sort of Christmas song for our our. Uh, episode for the song of the week and then we've got our new year's show coming and then Yay. holy mattress we're in 2020 and closing in on our 100th show this is show 88 it's kind of like wow. our dale jr show wow and um i am just super excited that we were able to do this i guess that's about it yeah and talking about the promises of god we just want you to know that we promise that we love you and thanks for listening absolutely thank you so very much we'll see you next time we mess it up bye-bye
Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Yeah.